Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Romans Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. And uh, today's going to be an interesting one, boys. Um, before I, I go on a tangent and, you know, just kind of pour out all of my emotions, um, I do want to introduce you to. So, as usual, um, I'm joined by my two trusty co-hosts, Sam and Andres. Sam. I'll start with you first, man. Uh, I know you're frustrated, but what else is going on? Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> really doesn't. I'm not in the mood yeah, to get into Unfor- this. It's unfortunate. Andres, what about you? I feel like I am living a version of the episode of The Office where Dwight Schrute pulls the fire alarm and everybody's freaking out and Michael comes out of his office and is screaming, everyone calm the fuck down. I just feel like I'm there right now in all that chaos after today's match. Yeah. I feel like I'm George Costanzo when there was the fire in the, at the, at his, the, the kid's birthday party and he ran out and, uh, you knocked You're talking over. Seinfeld though, right? Yeah, George Costanza from Seinfeld. I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. like the episode, if we're talking about fires, then, I mean, it's, it kind of reminds me of the episode of Fresh Prince where Will burns down the whole kitchen. <laughs> oh, you're, you're you're talking about burning down the whole the whole team and starting new? What? Is that what no, you're saying? No, 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 you no. You want to sell all the, you want to sell all the players and... Go on Twitter and that's what it feels like. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of idiots out there, but... <clears throat> I'm, I'm really... This was such a dreadful match to watch. It's it's it was really hard. I mean, it happens to us time and time again, where we dominate for you know seventy five minutes and then the end of the match we sit on our heels, we don't finish, and we end up you know losing or in this this uh, instance conceding the uh the game tying goal in fucking stoppage time which i feel like has happened to us so many times um but it's it's really i found it so hard right now to like point blame at anyone it really is just doesn't feel fair i mean first of all let's start off with tuchel that guy has earned so much leeway with with everything that he's done for us in the past year i mean maybe there's there is some things that he could change we'll get into it in some of the questions but it's 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 not him okay the players zach zach very graciously prepared a list of all of the injuries right now that players are going through, um, you know, both both uh, you know, COVID-related and physical injuries. Um, so Reese James just got hurt, hamstring injury. Tiago Silva, hamstring injury. Christensen just pulled his back. Chilwell, ACL tear. Jorginho's been playing with a hip injury for what it seems like it's been 12 years. Kovacic, also a hamstring injury, also returning from COVID. Conte playing with a knee injury that he had to get out of the game last last match. Kai and Timo both uh, recovering from COVID. 
Kai was on the bench today. Timo is apparently this really bad case. RLC, a muscle injury, but I think it was a foot ankle injury. Chalaba, also a knock. Can't play a full 90. Cho and Lukaku just returned back from COVID, but they're playing. You know, Cho has been playing 90 minutes, you know, full 90 minutes, it seems like, the last four or five matches. Uh, besides the one that he, he missed for, for COVID. Lukaku returning from injury, then returning from COVID, playing a full 90 today. Like, that was 13 total players on our squad right now who are either dealing with a physical injury or with COVID. And it's, it's you know, we always have this, this schedule congestion in December. I understand. So you can't really blame that. But when when you have players going down with injury and then their backups are out with COVID, what are we supposed to do? I mean, players are being forced to play through injuries because there is no backup. We have no rotation right now. Uh, but Andreas, I'll start off with you. What What's your overall feeling of like today's match, the, the current state of the club and you know, stuff like that. Uh, I'll keep my thoughts to today's match um, because otherwise I'll get on like a huge tangent. Oh, but... like what I just did right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have notes for something even longer, sadly. But um, here's the deal. Brighton outplayed us and you just gave me five different reasons as to why that was a possibility. By the 70th, if not earlier, I thought there's no way these players finished 90. Like, the, they were gassed. They looked in pain. I mean, at this point, you know, people are like, oh, well, you mentioned, oh, what can Tuchel do to make changes? We don't even have players to change drastically what the system can provide. It's just a matter of extremely shitty luck. Just last week we were saying, oh, like, Maybe this is the turn of things. Kovacic came back. Lukaku came back. And then here we are again, back to square one. We lost Reese James. That was three. Oh. That was like four days ago, Andreas. It wasn't even last week. It was like three, You're four right. days ago. Last... <laughs> yeah, feels Shit. like forever. Life comes at you fast. The point I, I, I'm trying to make is I'm after the heat of being angry that we couldn't get the three points and it just feels like drop points at the end of the day. Look, we are expected to be in third place. Like, I'm a sucker for XG and and expected goals conceded. We are where we're supposed to be. Even with the crazy good start, we were outperforming XG at certain points in the season. It is what it is. Performances are what they are. We're supposed to be in third place. Now, the matter of which it's happening now, unfortunately for us, is that our players are dropping like flies. And it doesn't help also that not only did a lot of players are hurt, but then today a few of our players had their worst game of the season. So, like, it just added salt to the wound. So, again, I'm trying to stay positive in the big picture of things, but today was just kind of like, Every bad thing that has happened to Chelsea so far this season kind of gave us a 90-minute display. Yeah. It seemed like a it seemed like we were teetering on the edge 
for a very, very long time, for a good two weeks, I would say. It seemed like the whole squad was sort of teetering on the edge of keeping it together and keeping the season together in terms of a Premier League title race. Look, it's football, so I'm not going to say that it's over because mathematically it's not, and there's still a shit ton of matches to play. But the odds are, guys, it's probably not going to happen at this point, right? Um, Now, look, I'm not half as down on on the team as anybody uh, on Twitter is, apparently. Like Andres said, and like Sam mentioned, you want to combine the two worst possible things that could, can happen in a, in a season, and they both happen at the same time in terms of injuries and a downward spiral in form. Um, and schedule uh, congestion. And schedule congestion. You know, and then you want to throw in, you know, the whole COVID situation. I mean, these are these are really unprecedented times, and I don't think any. I think it's a little unfair that we haven't gotten a, a game canceled yet. I think it would have helped. I think three days off at this point in the season is like a fucking week. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's you know that's the reason why. The boys aren't playing well enough, and there's a multitude of reasons why. I think we should just stick to the things that we can control. And and, and right now, I mean going back to the whole formation change and I don't even think that's on the table at the moment just because of the injuries we have I don't think we could go out on a training pitch and put together a full length you know hardcore session in a new system you can't drill that into players after you know in 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 one or two sessions these players need to recover they need to be on the treatment tables they need their massages they need their cryotherapies um you know and it's just kind of unfortunate I know Tuchel alluded to it too and 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 this is and I actually believe him I know a lot of people don't, but he talks about him really not knowing where the player's fitness is. He doesn't know how much he could get out of certain players. He mentioned Kovacic. He mentioned Chalaba. He mentioned Conte. And I believe him. I mean, these guys are either just recovering from a lung from a lung disease, um, you know, and they're, now they're being asked to play 90 minutes, or they're coming off of severe muscle injuries, or both, like Kovacic. <laughs> they're still being asked to play 90 minutes. And somehow they're still getting shat on uh, on Twitter and scapegoated. So, interesting. Um, what was it that you but, said before the pod? That, like, you should, like, you, the like, just anyone who's shitting on them, try, you know, getting COVID and then running seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, people saying that, oh, Cho is running out, or Cho and Lukaku are both running out of gas. They need to work harder up top and... Kovacic Kovacic isn't closing down hard enough. He looks like he's slowing down. And I said it before the podcast, and and forgive me if this is coming off as, you know, offensive to anybody, but you try getting COVID and then run on a treadmill and do seven miles in 90 minutes. Tell me how it goes for you. And now try to do that two times in the span of three or four days. And then try to do that three times in the span of five or six days. And then tell me how you feel. Tell me if your body is still at one piece at that point. It's just it's it's just kind of, it's it's ridiculous because there seems to be a complete disregard for the actual human aspect of the footballers. And like I get it. They're not playing well enough and I get it. A lot of them aren't good enough. Period. But that doesn't, you know, excuse them from the fact that they're going through injuries and they're going through this fucking weird ass disease that's been going around and Unfortunately, it's hit our club harder than others. 
But I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, we should ax half the team and Tuchel out and, you know, fuck all of this. It's it, it's not over. I don't know what anybody's talking about. People people seem to forget. At full strength, we're the best team in the Premier League. You want evidence? Go look at the first few weeks of the league. We were steamrolling teams. So I, I, I'm not really having that. Well, you mentioned the toxicity on Twitter. We got some pretty toxic questions immediately after posting our tweet. Um, the first one, Cho, sell him. He lost us the game. The next one, start by chasing the useless and pathetic Marcus Alonso from the club. Never seen a more pathetic and shameless player like him. I... I'm, I don't know if I... 100% disagree with what they're saying. Like, you know, like to an extent that, you know, they are correct. But the way that it's phrased is like, and I get it. Emotions are running wild. Like, you know, like we're, we're, we pretty much are throw Like, I think today was officially the nail in the coffin for winning the league, you know, and, you know, to lose, off a, you know, stoppage time header from Danny fucking Welbeck to make it even worse. That that makes it even worse. Former United, former Gunner Danny Welbeck, like that makes it so much worse. But it's we have to understand that these are still our players. We have to hope that they perform well, but. Like, I think we could start talking about Cho. Because there were some moments that weren't due to, you know, a lack of uh, of fitness or anything like that. I mean, that one, that 2-1-1 chance where he completely botched the pass. Just hit it right into the, the center back. The chance in general. That was, that was, that was horrendous. And we're, this is starting to become... A recurring theme with Cho um, where he's very timid to take on the ball um, you know and, and try to score by himself he's he's more looking to make that pass than have someone else score like he's just got to be more aggressive and I can't I'm not blame I can't really blame that on uh, you know on on physicality or fitness or anything like that. I think that is a lot that that's a little more mental than anything. Yeah, it, it it's it's between the ears for him, I think. I mean, we know the abilities there and and we saw flashes of it when when Sari first came in um, last match. <laughs> yeah, specifically last match too, but you know, I mean going way back when he was playing out on the right when, when sorry was here as, as much as we hate thinking about that time he was pretty good for us um and then obviously he had the injury it derailed him and he comes back and i don't know he just seems he, he's kind of a confusing player for me because he seems like he has all the swagger but then once he steps out onto the pitch and the whistle blows it kind of goes away or it's being subdued and and I read a quote before the match of, you know, the advice that Tuchel gave him and Tuchel's basically gave him, you know, the green light and said, Hey, I know what you're capable of. Just fucking go out there and do it basically. Um, and I feel like he, he's very much in his own head. So 
that chance you were talking about, Sam, I think that was that was the epitome of where his head is at right now. He's just caught in between two minds. Um, I don't think he's at the stage where he can sort of drag a team that has no sort of form whatsoever and get results for them. I just I don't think he's that player at this point. So, yeah, I mean, it's a little harsh. Cho, selling me lost us the game, yada, yada, yada. Um, at this point in time, is it serving us well to play him um, out of necessity? Yeah, but at full strength, does he get in? Uh, I don't think so at this point. I I think, you know, there's there's not very many questions that are still out there. You know, his, his, the, the finishing is the big one, but he just doesn't even look interested in answering that. So, you know, it sucks. But going off of what Sam said, in no way, shape, or form am I going to ever hope that he continues to stink. <laughs> I'm never going to cheer against the Chelsea player. So, you know, as long as he's playing for the club, as long as he's wearing the shirt, as long as he keeps getting picked, I hope he, I hope he plays well. But, you know, at full strength, I don't think he gets near the team personally. Yeah, I mean, the kid's 21 years old. He's not the final product. Um, you mentioned all these chances. I guess that's the one thing that is the fear in the back of my head, and I, I've referenced this before, is just his finishing ability. You see kids like we have Wukayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe for Arsenal. Yes, the expectations are far lower as a club, but for those kids, the expectation's even higher because they are – their main players and they take those chances. I just want to understand this is now the fourth chance where Cho has a the the fourth chance where he has the chance to give us a lead or extend a lead in key moments this season and that might be the reason why he decided to pass there. I just think that if you're supposed to be the guy and like the starter, you take that chance for yourself. I mean Mason Mount shoots there. If we want to go further back, shit, William shoots there. Even further back to, to Hazard. Hazard would never consider passing there. Like, I mean, we saw similar runs from that position from him time and time again. And if he's supposed to be the heir apparent and a guy that we gave a six-digit contract before he played 10, you know, a full season at Chelsea, you, you need to start to own up to those expectations. Um, and so. and the thing for me is that obviously we want to root for him because he's one of our own, but if this is Timo Werner, all hell breaks loose. If this is a guy that we paid a transfer fee for, he doesn't get a pass. And, and that's where kind of my question remains is like, how many passes are we going to give someone like Cho, and I'm just going to use him as an example because right now he did shit the bed today before understanding that right now he's not the guy. And that's okay. He's 21. But we can't drop points consistently because we are trying to get him to become the guy. And I, I need that sort of deeper thinking from fans sometimes because – I can come out and say, in my opinion, this was his worst match in a Chelsea jersey. And in my opinion, he is very responsible for the result today. Not just because of that miss, but early in the match, he missed Mount twice. 
and opportunities that could have ended up in a goal. And, and it just it just sucks. It sucks because he had been getting runs of form. He had the the, the assist and the the penalty. I just don't know where to go from here. I, I think personally, we've and again, show call it American bias, but if we keep putting Pulisic out of position because we th- we're thinking, oh, Cho is going to give us those assists and goals. Well, the truth is Cho has maybe five assists in, all, in now four seasons with the first team in the Premier League. Why not try him at wing back where he can use his amazing crossing a little bit more and let Pulisic, who's a little bit more of a direct guy, be in the front three. Like, that's an yeah. easy enough switch. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's asking for a lot. And, and if Felicic has played six, seven matches where he sacrificed his own positioning for the team, why can't we ask someone like Cho to do so as well? And it's a little ridiculous. Andreas, you're making, you made such a good point. Like you see Pulisic coming in from the right side, being more direct than Cho. He's trying to score, but you know, he, he, he gets the foot on his, on his, I mean, sorry, he gets the ball on his left foot and he can't do it. Whereas, uh, Cho is on the left side and, you know, cutting back to make crosses, like dribbling, cutting back, like it, I think that's a change that needs to happen. And we'll get into the holistic, uh, discussion a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, you know, before when you were talking, like you were saying playing Cho, trying to build him up, and, you know, I'm thinking, no, we're playing him out of necessity. But we do have Pulisic, and we can play him in that same spot. We can swap them. You know, Pulisic's stuck playing wingback now. Um, put Cho there. Let him let him run around. Let him, you know, do his crosses, and uh, we'll have Pulisic, who's more of the killer you know, more of a direct player, play on the left side and let him, you know, use his talents. Um, but here's, uh, we'll go into the next, uh, or, or well, let's just quickly talk about Marcus Alonso. It was another dreadful performance. I mean, I get so disgusted when, you know, we lose the ball and I see him jogging back um, you know, when the rest of the team is running back, um, and I get, he's been playing a lot of minutes, but he, you know, he came in the 27th minute. So he was more fresh than the rest of the team. And it's stuff like that, that really just bugs me and like makes me so desperate to buy a left back this, uh, January. Andreas, you want to add something to that? You're muted. We, we know there's limitations to Alonzo's game. Like, this isn't new. And my thing is like, okay, he's really bad when we play a physical team that's going to target his side. Like, that's a known fact. It's a known fact. If, if we were pushing high and we're pushing like, like we were in the first half, he's going to get beat by Tariq Lamptey 10 out of 10 times. Like, there's no way he catches up to him. My thing is, is like, I'd... This is where, like, the double jeopardy thing is. Is like, okay, then, like, when Alonso does save our ass, which he has multiple times, like, are you going to be screaming his name? Like, it, it's okay to know a player has limitations, 
and like he, there's a reason he's the backup. But at the same, but like there's no need to call him pathetic, useless. Like he has scored big goals for this club. Like at the end of the day, he's a limited player who's had big moments for Chelsea. Whatever. <laughs> Against Spurs. Who we play That's soon. Multiple times against Spurs. It's like, it's forgotten. That's okay. It's not like he didn't win a league title for us as a member of our starting 11. <laughs> All right. But so, other than that, he's useless. Well, it's completely useless. Uh, you're but not we do saying, need a left wing back. You're not saying that sarcastically, are you, Zach? course not why would i be saying that why would i be shouting out all of his accolades sarcastically and then call him useless i'm having a really I'm tough being very time sarcastic. <laughs> i'm having look, a really no, tough time no, no, trying no, to pick it up i i i mean look uh, i'll be the first one to say that i backed up marcus alonso when chillwell first went down and said this is a situation where he'll step up into one of you know into his natural position and you know, he hasn't done that. So, yeah, I'll put my hand up and say I'm wrong. But, I mean, come on. The guy's won a league title for Chelsea, and he had a phenomenal season that year. And if you want to go back, I mean, we, we, we have receipts. I mean, we were talking about him being one of the best wingbacks in world football at one point, and you probably were too. So kind of all I have to say about that. Man, were we wrong. Were we dumb for saying that? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Look, I mean, we're dumb, we're dumb for saying it, but at the same time, I mean, he's coming into a shitty situation too, so. Yeah, he has anyway. to play defense. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we got a question from Michael Conan. Worst performer today, Jovicic, Cho, or Pulisic? <laughs> uh, I think this is where we need to defend Pulisic a little bit. Because I mean, we can we can go, we can quickly go down the line. Like, sorry to interrupt you, Sam. Like, Jovic. We talked to Cho though. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so here's the thing, Jovic. Zach mentioned it, or you read Zach's notes. Jorginho has played the most during this whole injury spell. There was no Conte, there was no Kovacic, and then ROC even fell through. Jorginho's dead. He's not even an athlete. Nobody's calling him an athlete. That dude is running on fumes, and Kovacic just came back and shouldn't be playing 90 minutes scratch that i'll say one thing about Polisic. judge him on his best position i'm so tired of these like general statements that Polisic is trash Polisic has not played ever as a striker Polisic is not an 18 year old trying to break through who's just pleasing a coach and saying okay i'll play wing back he is a ready-made left wing or an even right wing at times play him where he's supposed to play and then we can judge him that's it. That's all I'll say. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for saying that, Andres, because this is, I mean, this is some complete bullshit. If you're going to judge a player, judge him on his position. Don't judge him on him playing fucking wing back when, you know, if anything, he's your prototypical winger and you wouldn't even think twice about him playing defense in a normal situation. It's, it's, yeah. So it's a bit ridiculous. I'm I'm with you on dress from earlier, and I already said this, but let's switch Cho and Pulisic. I think that works to both players' qualities. You know, like their attributes, their skills, their their strengths, their weaknesses. I mean, Reese James. Well, who knows how how long he's going to be out for now? 
Like he's one of them is going to need to play right wing back if if not Dave. But um, I don't know what the fuck's going on, guys. Is it like, like <laughs> dude, like what is what chose one of his greatest abilities? Crossing. Reese James goes down. Mm-hmm. We don't have his service. Put the right footed Cho there. What else is really good? Cho really good at one on one dribbling from wide spaces. Huh. I wonder where he could get tons of wide space dribbling. Like, what is Pulisic good at? The dude runs through a wall and gets into the six yard box to freaking put a toe to put a toe on a cross and score. Like, today he should have earned himself a penalty as well. Like, there is differences there. Like, if we're lacking goals, go get you a guy that's going to try to score, not a guy that's only going to put the ball with the side of his foot to the back post. Like, all right, that's that's all. I'm done. I'm going to rant again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, if if that penalty on Pulisic's awarded, are, are people still talking shit? I mean, Cho, Cho, I mean, there's a you know, I I think I think the thing is, if 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 that if that penalty gets awarded and we wind up winning the match by you know a penalty that Pulisic won us, I think the conversation switches completely from Pulisic shit get out of my club to what Sam is saying. Hey, maybe we should play him up top more. You know, or or play him off the left or the right as an actual winger. I, there, there's so many double standards all the way around. All the way around. I don't even know why Jovacic is even being mentioned. I think if you look at Jorginho, I don't think there's a bigger warrior on the pitch. This is the only player that hasn't missed a game due to injury, and he's been injured longer than anybody else. The guy was already injured going into the Champions League final. And then played a full Euros campaign, put up a, a ridiculous Ballon d'Or candidacy year, and now now all of a sudden we're 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 dragging his name in the mud and saying, oh, you know, he didn't play well today. We're we're specifically going to point yeah, he that did, he out. He wasn't running. He wasn't running today. Are we are, are we really going to do that? Where you know four or five days ago you're sucking him off for scoring two penalties against Semi Martinez. It it's, <laughs> the, the double standards are ridiculous, man. There's zero consistency with it. You know what I think the problem is, guys? And Andres, I know you're guilty of this too, is of being on Twitter too long after a match. I think there's a window. I'm going to start putting a timer on for like 10 minutes. I'm going to give myself only 10 minutes of Twitter time. Because anything longer than that, it just gets to me. It gets my blood boiling. Yeah, I, again, like, why, like, oh, well... The, I, I can already hear people saying, well, Cho was good last game. Why are you slating him now? It's like there's a difference between a guy like running on fumes and like you're saying his performance isn't good because he can't run anymore versus a guy that's just not making the right decisions. And, and that's where we're at here. Cho had his worst game. That doesn't mean that we're slating him off and he's never going to play again. I just think that if we're struggling to score or – if we're struggling to retain leads because we're not finishing our chances, then let's put players up front that are actually be scoring threats. Like, huh. yes, Cho's creative numbers are great, but he's not the one finishing. He's the one setting up. So let's give him more players that are going to finish the chances he's creating. So I guess we're officially on record of criticizing Tuchel for this. Helping... <laughs> no, seriously. That, yeah, I think yeah. that is a fair criticism. I mean, I mean, for that for that one switch, the the Cho Pulisic thing, yeah. Otherwise, he's had to play everyone else out of necessity. Yeah, no, no, I'm t- I'm only talking yeah. about that. That's the only like like criticism. playing Pulisic at the playing Pulisic at the nine. I, I'm I'm not sitting here and blaming him for that. Like, yeah, that was again out of necessity. 
exactly. But this no strikers. this pass match, three strikers injured, yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know I said last pod too that you know for a little while when Pulisic came in we looked like we were a little bit better, but you know I kept hearing Andres's voice in my head when I was watching this game of you know when Pulisic came on as a striker earlier this season and looked really good and he's like he every, anybody will look good against a tired defense and I think we saw a little bit of that when he played wing back the last time around and then today when you give him an actual full ninety against a really energetic wing back in Sully March. Or it's Cucurella, gonna... who had the best sure. game of his career. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cucurella too, who had a ridiculous game. It, he's gonna have some trouble. I mean, those those small, energetic guys. And let's not forget, Brighton has missed what two matches? They got two matches postponed. So I'm yeah, just I'm saying, guys. Yeah, it was just a uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just like a combination of a uh, you know. Bad, bad uh, recipe we, for disaster. I believe the word yeah, is shitstorm. Sure. Thank you. That's that's yeah. what it was. It was a shitstorm. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Here's the next question. This is from Ronnie Ashworth at CFC Ronnie. He said, Liverpool game should be interesting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it should definitely be interesting. Still think this could end up being a memorable season where a young side. Uh, we are a young side that, given time, could turn something special. So many players that are yet to reach their potential. Thoughts, Andreas? Yeah. Uh, first off, I, I mentioned this maybe two or three pods ago. This team isn't built mentally or, or depth-wise for a 38-match league. But this team shows up for cup competitions. And it's easier for these young players to wake up for a game that is all like win or go home. And that's why I think it's too early to write off the season. I think coming off of the champions league, first off gave not just us fans, but maybe even our, our board, a little bit of blurred vision thinking we're the best team in the world. Um, Sure. We can brag and say we're champions of Europe, but that trophy didn't make us the man-to-man, pound-for-pound best team in the in Europe or the world. And issue number one is we changed our expectations of this season based on that trophy. And then the board also didn't make their changes either. So, again, we can have a memorable season if you balance your expectations. I think that we can still win trophies in the remainder of this season. I really do. There's the FA Cup that we haven't even really started. We're in the semis of the Carabao Cup. Club World Cup is still out there. Champions League is still out there. Mm-hmm. Like, we were not even meant to beat Atletico Madrid at this point last year. And and to talk about potential and reaching it, last year at this point we had 30 points in the league. This year we have 42. So improvements have happened. Is this Liverpool game going to be fun? Probably not. Are these next five games going to be fun? Also, probably not, just because we're in a shit situation. But the reality is there is 54 points to be played for still in this Premier League. I don't care if Arsenal's like, oh, we're six points, seven points behind you, whatever it is. Like, that's still a big gap, and we still have chances to get that gap fine. Like, if we are pushing closer to the Liverpools and City, and we can still win some trophies, I still think this is a memorable season. Like, the reality of it all is that we all fell into the enchantment that was winning the Champions League and thought that immediately may- meant we were the best team, period. 
and and unfortunately like it's not true yeah so so that's it for me like we will win trophies i am very very much like on that boat and it's january i'm pretty sure roman is about to take out his amex card he has to he doesn't have a choice at this point i think i think ronnie's right i think you hit the nail on the head man um glass half full i mean we're still in a bunch of cup competitions and you know these kind of things happen like there's countless teams throughout history that have that have you know started off the season strong and had their seasons derailed by you know injuries etc so we were definitely not the first in that sense but yeah i mean are we built for a 38 match premier league season i think we're learning our lesson now and then you know the other thing is well what else do we still have to fight for there's a shit ton we have a very favorable champions league tie um you know if we if we handle business like we're supposed to we should be able to not necessarily breeze, but we should be expected to go through and make the last state. So there's a potential opportunity for us. The FA Cup is on the table. The Carabao Cup's on the table. Man City got bounced out of that already. It's it's not all doom and gloom, guys. Like, And here's the thing. If we turn around and win, you know, three matches on the spin, the whole attitude is going to change like like this the whole attitude even of this podcast changes from week to week so you know we we can't it can't always be doom and gloom you have to look at what else is still on the table and what else is still achievable and the fact of the matter is there's four other trophies that are still well within our reach that we should be competing for and that i'm expecting us to compete for yeah i mean if results were different today we would be like solidly in second place. Like if we beat Liverpool, we're in second place. So like is, is the top of the league kind of far? Yeah, it is. But like, we're right there. Like we still are injury situation is trash. COVID situation is trash. Congested schedule is trash. Others are going to have to go through the same sort of thing. Like (laughs) Murphy's law. Like we can only get so unlucky. Like things are going to have to turn around at some point. So like, we can still be excited for Chelsea with a half of season to go. Like we were just in this point last year. I remember black emoji saying like, why the hell should I watch Chelsea for the rest of the year? And we freaking won the champions league. So like it's chill out guys. We're good. It's okay. Like there's still plenty of reasons to keep watching Chelsea. Yeah. But I think on the other side, like, you know, th- this is assuming, I mean, we, we, we need to get healthy, you know, like there, we need to get healthy. And if that doesn't happen, then there's, there's not this much continues. giving, there's not much, yeah, giving me confidence that, you know, like we have these opportunities. Yeah. But I don't have much confidence that we're going to be able to, t- you know, take the best, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. At the end of the day, I think, in like you said, the injury situation, you're right. Those are not things to fix, but, like, that we can control and fix. But at the end of the day, like, last season, for example, Liverpool was where we are today, where everyone was hurt. They had no consistency. They squeaked out top four. They made a few changes into, like, their bench and stuff, and they're, here they are again, second place comfortably. Like, like the one thing I don't want to see is, like, because we go in a – we have a – tough next five games if we go and continue in a bad run like i don't want to see tuchel out and i sure as hell hope 
that that doesn't happen. It, this isn't on our manager, and it's not something he can control. <laughs> it's a freak season. It's a, it. Use your head a little bit. Again, change your expectations based on who we can even put out on the pitch. And, and again, the difference, I think, last year to this year is we have to get people in January. Like, that was always going to be a necessity. Tuchel had a list of players he wanted in the summer. We gave him Saul on loan. He want he wanted a midfielder in the like of Chuameni, didn't get it. He wanted Hakimi to add depth in wingbacks. We didn't get him. He wanted Kunde to, to add depth to center backs. We didn't get him. Guess what? Now we need all three of those positions still. Like, whoa, what a shock. The manager's wish list from the summer is still the wish list for January. Yeah. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention how important January should be. All right, well, let's uh, look ahead to the Liverpool match if we if we must. Um, I'll start off with a question from Ron, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Cool, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Deluxe, a.k.a. Bone Daddy Supreme. He says, eight points now off the top and one ahead of our opponents on Sunday with a game in hand. With the way we've been playing and Liverpool looking to make a statement after that loss yesterday, what do you honestly see us doing on the first game of the coming year? Yeah, and we didn't even mention that. Then this, What makes this draw worse was the fact that Liverpool dropped points yesterday. Well, loss. But yeah, Zach, go ahead. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Definitely knows not me. Gonna, who knows who's going to make it next to next match? Who knows if there's going to be any more COVID cases or random knocks or muscle, you know, twinges or any of that? I, genuinely, it's 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 getting harder and harder to predict these games. Um, and I honestly don't know what to expect. I think, I think the one thing that's remained consistent though, guys, is the players' attitude. I mean, if you want me to be completely honest, you know, you you can go and see all the slander about, you know, their their effort and work rate and blah, blah, blah. And this is the most tired Chelsea match I've ever watched in my life. And this is a this Chelsea team is exhausted, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. I think the attitude from them has still been spot on. I haven't heard one of the players complain, um, you know, I, I, especially all of these guys playing with injuries. You know, some mentioned 13 of them, 13 players. And those are the only and, and and those are the ones from the last few weeks. Those are just like the recently relevant injuries. If I go and list every injury from the beginning of the season, we're creeping into the twenties and thirties. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. All, all I hope is that the attitude stays the same and that the team gets healthier. You know, the best uh, the best ability is availability, and right now we don't have that. So, ooh, wow! Fancy. Until we get that. Yeah, I had to put on, you know, my little inspirational coaching hat there. <laughs> no, um, but 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 it's true. I mean, the fact of the matter is we don't have options, and until we do, we can't really change things up. It, it kind of has to be, here's a system we're playing. Go do your best. I know you're playing on one leg. <laughs> or I know you're playing with no hip or no back. Right. No hamstring. Yeah, I, I think tactically we're going to see a much more conservative approach to the game. It's still going to be the 3-4-3 three, three, or a 3-5-2. I specifically think that we're going to absorb a lot of pressure and be very, very conservative as to when we deploy bodies forward. I 
don't think you're going to see a Chelsea that's trying to go toe-to-toe with Liverpool, as you would have probably expected had, you know, we didn't get punched in the face by injuries. But at the same time, if the, the team, at the end of this match, the 90 minutes, they knew they lost an opportunity. And, and in a way, I feel good about their reaction. Like, they knew that that was kind of a tough one to swallow just like what ron is alluding to the look on lukaku's the look on lukaku's face said it all man like the camera could did not leave his face and it was just like same same bro same yeah and 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 lukaku and and Jorginho were quoted saying like we're hunters now We, we need to chase you know these points so i hope that they keep bringing this underdog mentality because the fighting spirit is there like zach said i I also think that in a weird way, letting Liverpool come at us and then we kind of have to choose our, our chance to attack may play to our own hand. I think that in this 3-4-3, the best Chelsea ever looks is when we catch the opponent in transition. And if Kovacic is starting or playing or able to play in this match Sunday and he keeps looking for Lukaku early the way he did early in this match we might be able to sneak a goal in there and complicate things for Liverpool. Reminder, we did draw them in Anfield with 10 men earlier this season. I think, could that be a possibility Sunday? Yeah. Is it far-fetched? Maybe a little bit. But I think that these players understand how important Sunday can be. And as long as we can get through it healthy, that's, that's honestly priority number one in my book. But... I think they can really put in a kind of boots on the ground, just earn the the point or three points by the skin of your teeth, whatever the sayings are, where you just kind of park the bus and pray for the best. I was going to say, it sounds like you're saying uh, we should go back to our roots and smash and grab the shit out of teams, which Fine I'm completely not opposed to whatsoever, especially if we're like banged and bruised like this. As long as we stay deep, we stay organized, um, our opportunities will come. Because I, the thing is, we create them. <laughs> we just can't finish it. But, you know, it looks like Lukaku's back in form. That's the one bright side to, to this match is that, you know, he still looks like he's good to go. So let's see. Let, 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 basically, let's see what we, go, what, what we do with it from here. I honestly, guys, I, I'm not opposed to seeing uh, Kai Havertz come back and maybe seeing him and Lukaku work together up top. I think that might be something that could be effective. It, it was effective in the first Liverpool match too. Hey, we um, saw we saw a three-five-two today. Yeah, yeah, we did. So that so that could be something we see again. It could be a good way to protect all three midfielders just by giving them less ground to cover, especially if we play a more compact system too. So, mm-hmm. and especially since uh, all of our midfielders are banged up right now. Exactly. We don't have to demand so much from them. Yeah. Well, I don't want to ask for predictions. I want to ask for hopes. <laughs> <laughs> what hope, are we? What I are hope we. we I hope no one else gets hurt. Yeah. Um. I, I hope, I, I hope there's another lockdown in England. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they have another lockdown and the season is shut down for like a month so everyone gets healthy. 
That would be perfect. So we can just pile on more fixtures before the World Cup in the middle of next year because <laughs> oh, Qatar just decided the World Cup. It's okay. Who cares? About pay that? lump sums of money to host the World Cup. So World Cup is that an important trophy? I don't know. It's up. People <laughs> say the Carabao Cup is more important. <laughs> it is. It is. Chelsea's next five Premier League matchups. Okay, Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Brighton again, Arsenal. God save us, man. This is it's not looking good. Let's let's you know, let's uh who is it is it still Boris? Boris is still in charge in in uh in England, right? Fortunately. Let's uh let's let's get that lockdown going. Give uh, Chelsea a little bit of a breathing room. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to all of our listeners in England. Uh I I, I don't want this for you. It's it's purely out of selfishness from, yeah. for myself as a Chelsea fan. Psalm's on a first-name basis with Boris Johnson, too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Boris? Yeah. <laughs> Boris is still in charge, right? <laughs> you, you, no more you, Teresa? <laughs> you, you, say, you, you say Boris like you're talking about like one of your uncles that you just call by their first name. Yeah. Who's that? That's Auntie, Boris. Yeah, and then Auntie, Auntie Teresa, former. <laughs> yeah, was a homie. Anyways, I mean, I think did that's you a guys, good place. Did, did you guys get enough... Like a venting all, uh, off your chest this episode. You guys need a little bit more. No, I was going to say, I think that's Listen, a good place the, to end it. Yeah, the, the best thing about hitting rock bottom is that you can only go up from here. Uh, I mean, up from here means that we would finish in first. So I don't think that's going to happen. Eventually, cause... eventually it'll happen. Hey, at this, point, at this point last year, do you know who was in first uh, week, uh, match week 19? United. Man United was in first at this uh, point last season. And what happened to them? They finished fourth. Yeah. Fourth no, they table mediocrity. They yeah. We finished fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but we were also in ninth place at that time. And we finished fourth. So There you go. Mm-hmm. It's it, I mean, anything's possible. Listen guys. We're officially at the halfway we're officially at the halfway mark of the season. And, like, the first quarter of it was amazing. Second quarter of it has been shit. <laughs> Listen, Hopefully there's still five, five, maybe just four trophies to play for. Think so, of it that way. We already have one this season. Right. So, All right. can't say the season was a complete failure. <laughs> it wasn't. Well... That's that's that guys. I think I think we're I think we're gonna cut it. Um, if you're still listening at this point, God bless you, and uh, make sure you're following us uh, on Twitter at the Romans Empire Pod. Uh, we try we actually do our best to record after every match. Um, so yeah, make sure that uh, you follow us and keep up with our pod. And uh, if you want your questions mentioned, hit us up. Let us know what you want us to talk about. So until next pod, keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>